Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a second year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and hello again everyone. Today we're talking about something that's probably every job seeker's biggest frustration when they're looking for a job. That's right. We did a job seeker survey and asked what is the most frustrating part of the job search and over 70% of people said it was not hearing back from an employer. Sarah, this seems like it's really common. What do you think? Yeah, unfortunately it is, Em. Um, you, You think you've found your dream job, you've applied for something, you've put all this effort into your application and then you just get crickets. It's kind of like your job application went into a black hole. Right, because I think sometimes if you don't have the job, you'd prefer to just be told you don't have the job. The being left wondering part, I think, kind of sucks. Absolutely. It's that part of, you know, you just don't know what happened. I think most people appreciate that if they're not the right person for the job and they get told that, cool, they can move on. But right, they've got a big question mark over that job application. They don't know what's going on with it. They don't know if suddenly they might hear something back and get invited to an interview um, and they, they just left wondering. Definitely. So it can all be super confusing. So to make everyone's life easier, we have compiled a list of 10 top reasons why you might not have heard back from your job. So going through them, we'll just jump right in. Number one, we've got here, there were way too many applications. Um, More than 1 million Australians now out of work, according to the latest Labor Force data, which shows the unemployment rate is now at a whopping 7.5%. So talk to us about that. Yeah, it's um, even harder now than ever um, after Corona and we're now officially in a recession and unemployment is out of control. So what that means is that there's lots of applications per job. So I would say it's it's probably uh, not that rare for there to be 200 people applying for the same job. Wow. So what that means for an employer is um, if they've got, you know, multiple jobs open, one person could be looking after 10 or 15 jobs and they might have 200 or 100 applications for every single one of those jobs. So it's really hard to look at that many resumes. Um, it's In fact, it's it's almost impossible. So there may have just been way too many um, and it's 
going to slow down the process. It's going to mean that um, it might be even too hard, even with a recruitment system, to select all those candidates and send those automated emails. So they may choose, um, unfortunately, to, you know, they're just not able to get back to everyone. Right. Um, I think that's a, a valid reason, especially given the current climate. Definitely. I think I would never... I would never condone an employer not getting back to someone. I think it's the very least you can do as an employer to at least send an automated email. Um, yeah, you know, select the minimum. Yeah, you can multiple select everyone and send the rejection email. And I think candidates appreciate at least hearing back. But so I don't, I don't condone it at all. But I understand not to because say it I've happen. That's right, and I've been in that position. I do my absolute best to get back to every candidate. But there are always times where something's gone wrong. You've just got, you've just completely overwhelmed. And at the end of the day, the priority has to be getting back to the people who you do want to go through the process for. So right, people who sense. you do want to, yeah, who you do want to interview. So they are always going to come first, unfortunately. Awesome. So moving on to number two, we have you're a maybe. Yeah. So. That. It's a bit of a cryptic one, isn't it? Um, this is something that I've seen quite a lot. So um, I um, have seen this when, you know, lots of people apply for a certain role and the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever's screening the resumes goes through and decides who they like and who they don't like. Now, what they're normally doing in that process is picking who they want to hear more from and who is a definite no straight away. So the people who are a definite no straight away normally get a rejection email. Um, So they actually hear back pretty quickly. Now, the people who are definitely going through to an interview, so those top few candidates, they're also going to hear back really quickly as well. But it's the middles that slip through the the cracks. It's the middles. And it's someone. It really is. Middle children, they're forgotten about. (laughs) That's not even you. You're not even the middle child. But it's a fact. (laughs) So um, the people in the middle. So if we're talking about a star ranking system, let's say the ones and the twos um, are going to be rejected straight away or pretty quickly um, after they've looked at your resume. The fives are going to hear back pretty quickly as well. But there might be threes or fours where they they might just hang on to you until they do these rounds of interviews. And if they don't go well, then they might come back to you. But you kind of get stuck in this middle zone where they don't want to rule you out yet but they also don't want to reject. Uh, they don't want to take you forward to the next step yet. So you could be stuck in the middle. If you're a four out of five. Like you're still a top doggy. You're still good, and you're just kind of getting yeah. forgotten in that middle category. Definitely. But if there are ten fives, right? Well, the yeah. four suddenly doesn't. Yeah, it 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 depends. And maybe you've applied on day one of the job, and you've been put in the maybe bucket, and they're just waiting to see. Okay. So far, they look good, but I need to see more applications. So if you've applied on day one, they might just be waiting to see the response. So sometimes it can actually be a good thing. If you're a maybe, that means it's not over yet and you still might hear back. So I've had candidates follow up sometimes who've been in that maybe pile and I've, I've said to them, look, it's actually a good thing that you haven't heard back from me because everyone else has been rejected and there's only a handful of people. still in the running. That's right, yeah. Awesome. And next we have number three, our reason. By the time you applied, they had already interviewed someone else. Ouch. Tell us about that. Yeah, this uh, most 
um, employers will leave a job ad up for a month. And the, the reason behind it's kind of silly. It's just the default amount of time that a job ad stays up. On really? Seek okay. Or indeed. Yeah. It's just the default amount of time after a month that will expire. But that doesn't mean they're taking applications for a month. Exactly. That's right. And so I've, I've spoken to a few people who've told me, oh, well, but they're still taking applications because the job's still up. Surely if they were finished their process, they would take the job down. Um, it's not always the case. Um, I would always recommend if you're applying for jobs that you try and get in in the first week um, that that job is live, if not in the first couple of days um, to make sure that this doesn't happen to you. The old saying, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> Definitely. And you, you can you, you imagine if there are, you know, 250 applications and yours was 249th. Like what are okay. the chances that you're going to be seen after three weeks of the job being up and they haven't done anything. So I feel like this I, extends to everything as well. I mean, when I'm in uni and we have to present a presentation or something, I'm always like, I'll go first because honestly, by the 30th kid, nobody's watching your presentation. The teacher's lost interest. Get in, get it done. Be more memorable. Be first. That's right. Yeah. That brings us to trusty number four on our list, which is they could be posting the job just to test the market, to test the waters. This sounds like a terrible excuse, like you don't want to think this is true, but apparently this is a thing that actually happens. Tell us about that. Yeah, this one really sucks and I can't really um, I can't really apologise on behalf of these employers. I think this is really terrible. So first case that this might happen is if they're a, a recruitment agency. So recruitment agencies will sometimes look for candidates first before they have a job. So they might find the candidate and then once they have the person, they'll then call up all these people and say, hey, I've got this great person that you should interview. So they might post a job that doesn't really exist or one that existed in the past but they're not really working on. What? So, yeah, they're kind of testing the market. It's, it's pretty bad practice and a good recruiter won't be doing that. Um, Agencies have definitely been known to try those tactics. Um, I would know. I spent a little bit of time in the agency world. Um, at the Dabbled in the agency world. Yes. Uh, and uh, the second reason that they might be testing the market is for immigration reasons. So right. if you... Yeah, if you want to sponsor a candidate to get them a visa in Australia as an employer, you have to do what's called labour market testing. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can get around it. So, for example, if there's a known skills shortage, you don't have to do this. Um, so, for most roles that are like there's a shortage in Australia, like trade roles or whatever, you don't actually have to do this. But for other roles where there might be Australians available, you have to prove to the government before you can sponsor the person that you've tried to find an Australian person to do the role. Okay. What they ask for in terms of evidence from the government is literally pretty much just evidence that you posted the job. They don't actually ask any questions about what you did with all the people who applied. So there are definitely um, jobs out there that are posted to satisfy the requirements of labour market testing and they're not really intending to look at anyone because they've already got someone in mind they want to sponsor. So there you go. That a bit, one, of, bit of inside knowledge for you. Uh, then the the third um, market test that they might be doing is that they want to hire someone internally or promote someone internally 
but they're testing if they can get anything better out there and they're going to make that internal person go up against someone externally. Mm. Um, bit of, bit of, yeah. bit of a threat or bit of competition. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, we wonder what we can get if we if we post it externally. Again, I really don't like this. I think mm. if you're going to give that internal person a go, give them a go. Yeah, right. After you've decided whether they're good or not, then you can go external. Um, yeah, it feels like a bit of a dick move to sort of be like, no, oh, you kind of deserve it, but we're going to put you under stress and make you really fight for it and then still might not give it to you. <laughs> not not to mention all those people who are applying for a job and then this person who's yeah, you know, pretty the much internal the job anyway. was always going to get it from the start. Yeah. Yeah. So that one really really sucks. Bit of a bit of a moral ambiguity that one, but anyway. Definitely. Yeah. And moving on to trusty number 5 in our list is you were screened out based on your response to one of the application questions. So you could have been a bit of an instant no, a question response just might not have sat well and they would like, see you later. Absolutely. And what I'm talking about here in particular is the multiple choice or yes or no kind of questions. So Mm. when I'm looking at uh, applications, that's often one of the first things I look at before I even look at their CV. So if there's a question that says, you know, how many years experience do you have? Or do you have a right to work in Australia? Or do you have this particular ticket or license or something that we're looking for? Um, I might even have, you know, have you worked in one of these roles before? Do you have experience? That might be something that gets you pretty much ruled out before they even look at your resume. So just the fundamental things they're looking for, it might be as simple as you just haven't met that criteria. Yeah, exactly. And it's what it's they're normally deal breaker questions where if you don't have that characteristic, yeah. nothing else is going to make up for it. So right. they're normally not um, kind of free response. It's normally like, look, you're on a visa. We can't sponsor you. Um, you know, you don't have a forklift license. We can't hire you. And this, this is a forklift company. selling business. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the other thing that I've seen this with is salary expectations. So on Seek, um, they have screening questions that you can respond to. And again, other places will do this in different ways, but they might ask you what salary you're looking for. Now, I encourage everyone to be really uh, thoughtful when they fill out that question, because if you're looking for way too much money and it's out of the budget of the role, they're probably not even going to look at your resume. So um, you need to really think strategically about that question because as much as you don't want to undervalue yourself at all you also don't want to rule yourself out for that role so I'd say do some sleuthing filter the seek jobs and you can you can kind of sneakily work out where it might be sitting in terms of salary and then make sure your response is within that salary bracket um, that the role was actually posted under. Smart. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Cool. And trusty number six, the role got changed, put on hold or pulled completely. How about 
Yeah, this is an internal recruitment one. Um, you'd never know what might be going on behind the scenes in a business. They might have gone on a recruitment freeze because they might have had some bad news as a business. Um, the role might have changed slightly, like they might have decided that they're going to outsource that role or get a contractor to do it or um, they're going to move someone else into the role internally but it's a different role or they're going to give those duties to someone else. So all these things might have happened and they might have not worked, not realised until after they'd posted the role. So And it might not have be- anything to do with you. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you might get rejected or you might just not hear back and it might have nothing to do with you at all because they didn't even look at your resume because something changed in the background. So yeah, I think that's important to remember. It it's a, makes you feel a bit better that, you know, there is a chance it's not all doom and gloom. Some things happen beyond anyone's control. Keep Definitely. applying. Keep going. Amazing. And number seven, this is a big one. Your resume let you down. Now, if you had listened to our episode about resumes, your resume wouldn't have let you down. But in case you haven't listened to it and and there was room for improvement, this could have been a reason you didn't get the job. Talk to us about that. Yes, absolutely. If you need help with your resume, go and listen to our episode one. Uh, But this can definitely be a factor. So if you have an upside down resume, now I use that phrase I guess in terms of people who put their oldest experience at the top no no sis that ain't it yeah that's right so what that can look like if I open your resume and the first thing I see is 1987 bricklayer no no (laughs) that's right it's gonna look like I'm gonna assume oh you haven't worked since then yeah you haven't even got any experience in the last five years or ten years so what a letdown because what if they actually have amazing experience but they've just done an upside upside down ice cream cone like what do you know I know so frustrating and look if some recruiters might scroll down others though like if you've got 200 people to look through you're going to be flicking through pretty quick so don't have have the upside down resume yeah yeah, it, there's also a lot of other tips and tricks in our um in our resume episode, but a few of those things might be you've you've put the wrong employer on there, you've made a mistake, there's a spell check thing, something's let you down where you do actually have the right experience, but it was your actual resume, the document itself that that was letting you down. So, um, you know, maybe you didn't explain things properly, you haven't highlighted your experience well enough. So um, definitely go check that episode out so that you make sure this doesn't happen to you. Definitely. I think that's a big one. And number eight on our list, you missed an instruction on the job in your spam folder or your voicemails. Interesting. Yeah, this one breaks my heart a little bit. I've seen this happen so many times where someone's applying for jobs and maybe they they were meant to apply online, but instead they've emailed their application. Uh, and you know yeah. what the thing that sucks about that is you're just contradicting yourself if in your resume you've written excellent attention to detail, <laughs> but then you've done that because like maybe it was just a Friday afternoon slip up, but you've just mm, you've dug yourself or a hole sometimes people are trying to stand out and they're doing it on a in a really kind of you know um wholesome way but what happens if you apply 
in a way that's not part of the normal process is you might get, get lost. lost. Yeah. I, I can see the appeal. Definitely. I can see thinking, oh, I'll email it. I'll apply here. I'll do this. You're trying to be proactive, but they've probably asked out. for it in that format for a reason because that's going to the person who's dealing with it or whatever. And you might just get lost. So yeah, stick to instructions. We have these systems for a reason and the reason that we have them is so that we don't forget anyone. We've got you all in the one place. We can see all the applications and we can make sure that if we're a really good employer that we do actually get back to everyone that's in that system. But if you're in my emails, I might forget to go back to you. So that this could be true. a reason. And uh, the spam folder and voicemails. Now, I must admit, I currently have a message that pops up every now and then that's like, you have 18 new voicemails. And sometimes I avoid listening to them. You know why? Because they go backwards. So in order to hear who just called me four minutes ago, I have to listen to 18 voicemails before I get to it. And like, and you just don't nut. It's yeah, lucky I'm not much of a professional that no one that important is calling me. It's probably just Gramps or Dad being like, call me back. But, you know, it's sometimes I'm guilty. So, but if you're job seeking, you have to listen to all 18 and get to that one. Because what if someone has said, hi, call me or come in or do something and you've just left that there? You've just yeah. shot yourself in the foot. And am I hate voicemails. Anyone who works with me knows that my work mobile phone, the voicemail message on it says, please don't leave me a voicemail. Send me a text message instead because voicemails, I'm sorry, but they're dead. Yeah. They're just dead. Yeah. We need to kill, we need to kill voicemails. No, I agree. Do you know that I had to make one the other day because I got a new SIM with a new provider and the last one I had recorded was probably when I was 12. So it was the classic like, hi, it's Emma. Um, If you need, leave your name and number, I'll get back to you. And when I was recording this new one, I was like, hang on, before I say this token script, who calls and leaves their name and number? Like if it's dad, they're not going to say, yep, it's Paul. Oh, four, no. So this time I, I dead ass, I just went, hey, it's Emma. Give me a ring back. I said, give me a ring back. I put it to them because call me back and I'll probably answer. But if you leave a message with your number, I'm probably not going to call you back because I have to get through 18 like voicemails. You have to listen and like write it down. Like yeah, that no. is such a It's fast. so prehistoric. So I've just actually put the onus back on them. I'm like, ring back and try again. Hopefully I'll answer. Yeah. I don't know. No guarantee. And again, employers here like when I'm recruiting for roles I will text candidates as well I'll leave a text message if I didn't get onto them again just saying hey this is who I am because how many people do you know who don't answer numbers that they don't know me until recently because I've realized that nearly every time uh like a private number calls me it's an important call yeah like the other day a doctor giving you important news the other day our dog ran away and um my roommate a random number called her and she was like oh I'm not answering I don't answer those and I, was, and I literally said I was like I've started answering recently because it always seems to be important and then a couple of hours later um this neighbor knocks on the door and he's like oh I've been trying to get on to you guys like um you, I've got your dog and we were just like oh, oh no. that was the phone call so oh no yeah, yeah I think if it's you're true. if you're a, if you're going to be applying for jobs you have answer to answer the phone. phone. Yeah. I and also millennials have phone anxiety, but answer the goddamn yeah. phone. And make sure you check your voicemails. Um yeah, even if you don't right. want to, because some people who are recruiting for roles, they don't have a work mobile phone, so they can't text you. And the only way they can leave a message is to leave a voicemail. So keep that in mind. The other thing is your spam folder. Now, if there was a step two to apply for the job, and we've been doing this a little bit recently. Um, after people apply, 
we're emailing them with the next steps and some instructions. But because we're sending it out in bulk, sometimes completely out of our control, on the other person's side, their email provider thinks that it's spam. And so it goes into their spam folder. Constantly happens. People get invited to a complete a video interview and it just goes straight to spam. Mm. So if you're applying for jobs, make sure you're checking your all mail folder or your spam or whatever whatever it's called. And the amount of times I've had people go, no, no, I've checked, it's not there. And then they miraculously find yeah, it. Yeah, classic. Check properly, like really, I check really all check. all the time. Nearly after everything I order, I check because the amount of times like confirmation emails and stuff go in there or like, I don't know, discount codes. And I'm always like, you sneaky little, get back here, move to inbox. So definitely a good one. Yep. So definitely and check that out. Awesome. That sums that up. So number nine, feeling fine, we have your follow-up was too pushy. I'm a pusher. I push people. Tell us about that. <laughs> Can people be too pushy? Um, love, love a mean girl's quote. Yes, definitely. Um, I have had experiences wait, 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 where people. Wait, wait, let's do a role play. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Sarah answers the phone. Hi. Um, yep. It's Emma. Um, I applied for the job 30 seconds ago and I haven't heard anything yet. So I'm just wanting to follow up in the nicest way, but you know, haven't heard, just wondering, have you forgotten about me? Um, you know, just wondering what, what's the hold up? What what do you th- what do you think about me already? You've completely caught me off guard. Um, I probably don't know who you are. Um, I find that candidates, when they follow up, they say their name as if as if I'm going to know who they are. Again, <laughs> I might have 400 candidates going so at once. True. Oh, I- Emma, yes, you're the one that lives in this suburb, yes. and your hobbies yeah. is this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they've applied the night before, and they're following up the day after. Um, you can follow up if you'd like to ask a question or you've got something that you genuinely want to know. Absolutely. I'm not saying don't follow up, but just be careful about being too pushy and following up too quickly after something. If it hasn't even been a day yet, like not even 24 hours. Give it a hot uh, minute. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the follow-up call. I would say, no. hey, I was just wondering, you know, what the time frame is going to be on the role or I had a question about where the location is or something like that. By all means, but just be careful that you're not too pushy because what I'm doing after that phone call, if you've been a little bit rude or a little bit pushy or asked, you know, a million questions about salary and specifically how many hours would I be working? Yeah, like big that, no. I'm, I might even write a note on your file. She's in the bin. Didn't have a great phone call with you and I might be marking you to reject you later um, mm, because of go, the phone people. call. So, yeah, just be careful with that. Um, Don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah. And number 10, our amazing little list is coming to an end. This one sounds pretty vague, but I'm sure valid nonetheless. Nonetheless. Is that a word? You know when you say a word and it sounds wrong? That just happens. It's definitely a word. It's all one word. Anyway, nonetheless, um, you don't have the right experience. Sorry, you're just not what we need. I wanted to put this one on here because I I don't want people to think that there's always some magical thing that's going yeah. on that luck has struck them. Sometimes you just might not have heard back because you weren't it. You weren't it. And yeah. Yeah, and that's hard because you never really yeah. know exactly what they're looking for. So for example, they might be hiring a graphic designer and they might have specifically um, look, be looking for someone who's super experienced because they might already have hired a few junior people recently and they just can't bring another junior person on. They need someone experienced, right? 
So you might be applying going, oh, I could do this role. Like I've got, you know, on the lower side of the experience, but I could definitely stretch. And they're going to look at you and go, sorry, just doesn't fit with what we're looking for. Like might be another fit later for our business if we're in a different situation, but we can't have someone more junior. We need to take someone on that's got a lot of experience to mentor everyone else or something like that. So you may just not have had the right experience. Sometimes you're just not the one and that's okay. Our egos need to take that sometimes. It's okay to not be the one because you will be the one for another one. Yeah, that's right. And I think important to know you're not alone, right? Like it's definitely okay to feel really frustrated and annoyed when you don't hear back. It's kind of like being ghosted, like you've been left on red. Like what is wrong with me? I am fun and I'm smart and it's just, Mm. yeah. It can feel really, really demotivating that someone's, someone's not, can't even take the time to reject you. Yeah. Um, it can be really exciting. So but I think that's what that's what we're here for, to motivate absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> so all. keep listening <laughs> and um we will we'll give you more tips to help you get that job. Um but hang in there. That You'll, wraps it um, up. That's ten reasons that might just explain that resume black hole. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed and we'll be back next week so you can wrap your ears around this. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe. We're a new podcast, so if you liked this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, join us in the Interview Boss Facebook group. we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming <laughs>